We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hey guys. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Wine, Wine and, Dine. and Dine. I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And we're getting right into this stuff today. Are we? Because Ashley is ready. Hey, I'm ready. She's ready to wine for us. I am. I got a good one for you. Okay. Lay it on me. Okay. So you know how I'm a huge advocate of Overdrive and Libby through the library, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I I rave, rave about them all the time. All the time. I always go by their um, booths at Gen Con and Comic-Con, and I always, I always support. I'm a huge supporter. I actually didn't know that they had booths at Gen or Comic-Con. Yes, they do. How did I miss that? I don't know. I went by it last year, and you were with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just get very easily distracted, okay? Distraction! <laughs> Squirrel! <laughs> All right. Well, maybe your name should have been Dory instead. Possibly. But anyways, so I'm a huge advocate of them. I love them to death. I really do. That's how I listen to a lot of my audiobooks. So as of lately, I have noticed that they aren't stalking, I guess, a lot yep. of YA books that I want to read. It's a lot of middle grade mm-hmm. reads. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with middle grade reading. I, you know, go good on ya. But it, it's a lot of books that I'm just either not interested in or they're really not my genre specifications that I personally like. And I'm kind of getting pissed. I'm getting mad because I'm like, here is this free app that goes through the library that lets mm-hmm. me download audiobooks. But for some reason, like... Clock, the Clockward Scarab yeah. books that I said, oh, I'll just audiobook it. They only have books three and four. Or, yeah, books three and four on audio. Books one and two, not even there. They list them. Don't have them. Okay, see, now that I don't understand because, like, it's electronic, so you'd think yeah. that they... I guess I, I don't I understand just, how that I works. I have noticed so much, like, where... The audiobooks that I want to read aren't there. And it it just makes me mad. Like, they'll have, (laughs) like, I wanted to read, what was one that I looked up a few days ago? Um, 29 Blind Dates. Mm -hmm. And wasn't there. And I was like, okay, well, I understand, you know, the book came out in November. Maybe, you know. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. So I went on the main web page. They hadn't ordered any of the books. I was like, you know what? Fine. That's cool. I understand that. It's just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Even though the book came out in November. Get on it. It's just not there. <laughs> so I was going to download, I think it was The Conspiracy of Us. Because I want to reread those books so I can read Map of Fates and yeah. finally finish that series. It's not on there. Uh, all the um, great library sagas, not on there. Rachel Hawking. Not on there. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of stuff to not be on there. It is. And I'm just like, I'm floored. And I'm, I just, I don't know what to do at this point. I don't want to, I mean, I got it. Audible, Audible is amazing and it's a great service. But here I have a free service mm-hmm. that do, that used to do the exact same thing. 
the exact same thing. See, this is where companies like Audible and Kindle, though, they get you. Well, you don't have to worry about the library not having it with us. You don't have to worry about it not being there. Yes, it's more expensive, but we always have what you want. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. And, I mean, that's the, the person in me that will go out and buy books because I don't want to have to deal with the hassle right. of the library. I understand that. It's just, like, I, I don't know why, but it's, like, more and more as I've, like, getting into more audiobooks because, unfortunately, that is how I have to read for most of the time now because of how my commute is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, it's very, very frustrating Mm -hmm. and i don't understand why it's like this because it wasn't like this until like november because they did like this wide update and they had everybody that was on overdrive go to libby okay so overdrive basically said hey we have this new app called libby it's the same thing it uses the same depository system it's just all geared for young adults. Like, that's literally how they pitched it to me, is that this app is for young adult middle school readers. And okay. I was like, yes, that's where I need to be. Forget OverDrive. We're going straight for... Now, is it just Libby that's giving you problems? or It's is OverDrive, OverDrive too. You... Yeah. I re-downloaded, I re-downloaded OverDrive because I was like, well, maybe, you know, Libby just, you know, is going more towards middle school reads. That's okay. I'll go back to Overdrive. Yeah. I went back to Overdrive and I couldn't find half the stuff that used to be on my, like, tag list Mm -hmm. for reading content. And I was just like, I don't understand where it all went. Did they literally erase half of their database? I have no idea. Because it's, like, the stuff that they're claiming is new is like they they read downloaded all the Darren Shan's um hey Le Freak Cirque du Freak Cirque du Freak books yeah, so I was like did. well I guess now I can do those that that's cool that I like that you know but then like only to have half the series yeah there's twelve books in the series yeah they have half the series that's <laughs> I don't understand it I really really don't I don't understand their thought process to that and there is a recommendations page on the actual like indianapolis public library webpage where you can recommend stuff yeah um i mean i guess i could do that i guess i could do like a feedback letter or something to the public library going hey i don't know what's going on but what you're offering isn't is kind of jack is is not really user-friendly and something and i don't know why but i had like this weird moment of clarity where I was going through and I was scrolling, and of course I have it filtered mm-hmm. to where I'm like, I want only audiobooks, I want this age range between nine to you know nine to twelve or whatever. Yeah, whatever range. middle grade would be. No, whatever um young adult is. So okay. I have it stage. I want you know I want audiobook only, young adult only, and English. I think yeah. is some of the the things oh and which you feel like you'd still be able to get a really decent amount of books yeah yeah yeah. so i had this moment of clarity going okay well maybe it's my filters Mm -hmm. so i erase the audiobook filter and i just do english and young adult i shit you not almost all of the books were coming up that i would search but guess what type they were 
Not audiobooks. They weren't audiobooks. They're all ebooks. Uh, so I'm going. Which okay. doesn't help you at all with your. Which commute. doesn't help me at all. But I am like I'm. I'm starting to stop and think. I was like, okay, is audiobooking going out of fashion now? Could be. And they're just moving everything to ebook. Because everybody has Kindles, everybody has Nooks, you know, everybody mm-hmm. reads on their phone. I was like, maybe I'm just losing a, a battle. And that was like really, really depressed <laughs> yeah. for a few minutes. Because I was just like, you got like... I mean, I feel like Audible is still really big though. So like, I don't necessarily think audiobooks are going out of style. Mm-hmm. But maybe, I don't know, maybe they're getting more expensive for the libraries to hang on to or something. They may be. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Because I don't actually know how libraries work, but I assume that they have to purchase the, even the, the electronic right. and audio copies, like the yeah, rights like, to them. Well, I mean, they have, they have like audio CDs, which is just books on CDs. Yeah. So but I feel like most of those are like, you no pay. offense to any of our older listeners, but I feel like a lot of those audio CDs and stuff like that are all geared towards like an older clientele. 60s and older. Like, it's meant for older clientele or young clientele, like really younger audiences no like i understand that it was just one of those like it got me really upset because i was just like here i am trying to support my local library and they're letting you down and they're letting me down and i'm just like i'm kind of fed up i'm kind of done so i would love to know from our readers their thoughts of what i should do yes you know should i you know just keep trugging along and keep trying through Libby or Overdrive, or if there's another app out there that works with libraries that I am not aware of, let me know. You know, if you think I need to do Audible, you know, pitch me that. Tell me why it's worth paying $16 a month for one credit Yeah, to only get one book. Like, it's- you're going to have to sell me hard on that one. But it's not, in my opinion. That's I went ahead and canceled it. I mean, like I said, I, I didn't ever use it to the point where I was spending $16, $17 a month and not getting anything out of it. Like, yeah. I still haven't, even though I bought those books, mm-hmm. I still haven't opened a single one of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I haven't done any of the, oh, what's the one I bought that you really re- like? Oh, the Illuminate yeah. trilogy? I haven't opened up a single one Girlfriend, of those. Girlfriend, you have to read that. I you know. have to. I almost feel like it's easier for me to read it read it though because when i read it i stay awake when i pop an audiobook in mm. i almost always fall asleep because whoever's doing it has like this sultry calming voice that i mean they it's use not it, they... it, it's a galactic space odyssey that's not calming at all i mean maybe the the information isn't calming but like having someone talk to me like that mm. in that tone of voice in my ears yeah. i don't know it like it's it lulls it's you like to asmr to me i go right to sleep yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. It's just, I I mean, I know several places where you can get free ebooks, like BookBub and eBook, yeah. e, e-book Lit, something like that. Yeah. I know BookBub, but, um, and they search Amazon every day to find you free mm. ebooks that you can well, read. Well, I don't, I, it's not that I don't like e that's another argument for another day, I feel like, because... Yeah. My disdain for ebooks goes back to high school. So it's for you, it's like an audiobook or a regular book or nothing. Yeah, pretty. I mean, I'll do e. 
Okay, we'll just we'll 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 dive into this is not the topic of <laughs> the day. This is not our but it's topic. It's turning into the topic of the day. <laughs> we'll do a half and half episode. <laughs> okay. So okay, I in high school I I would read this bookish magazine that the library had. It was I don't remember, I think it was like book booksters or something. It was really weird. Okay. Um, but I always loved the editor's letter in the front of the that magazine. And one day they wrote a letter basically saying how much they hated e-readers and how e-readers was killing the book industry and how it was destroying everything that this lady held dear. And then like how her husband bought her an e-reader and she wigged out and like he come long story short is she basically at the end of the letter stated while she has no love for taking someone's work and putting it into a digital form to where you like you lose some of that connection that that was her whole argument is you hold a book you get a connection to that book yeah holding a tablet there's no connection Okay. So, and, you know, my, you know, 16-year-old, 17-year-old self was like, yeah, I totally get that. Like, I get that. <laughs> I understand you, I lady. understand you. Because I, too, I always had a book on me. I didn't have, I didn't want an e-reader. I never really wanted one. Mm-hmm. But that Christmas, my parents got me a nook. And it was the first generation Nook. Yep, so I still like, have one. I still have mine. And I remember my dad being so, like, at, like just like, this is going to be awesome. You're going to be able to have all these books. And, you know, you're going to have everything right there at your fingertips. You don't have to carry around these heavy books anymore. Mm-hmm. You can just slide it into your purse. And I was like, okay. And I, I was, you know, nice kid. Thank the, my parents for it. I downloaded, I think... Because at the time, Barnes and Nobles, and they still have this ability, you can download samples of the book. Yeah. And I liked that. I was like, I have all these samples now downloaded where I can go through and read a chapter or two, see if I like the book, then pay. Is that where your book testing started out? Yes. Called it. And I, you know, after doing that, I started to like my nook. Yeah. And I liked you know that i still hated the price point because at the time you're still paying a full you know 17 18 dollars you're basically buying a whole you're, book you're like buying you were a whole already doing book but it's an ebook form mm-hmm. and like i was i was against that and i still am against that if you're going to do something where it's electronic it should not cost the same as a the hardback same book. as a hardback book Mm-mm. like put it at paperback price exactly you know i'm okay with that or price it enough to where the author still gets a cut well of course yeah gets gets their domes but like i just i I don't like having books on my phone my phone is i don't use my i am not glued to my phone like a lot of this generation like are you calling me out right now like my husband's the same way too he's glued to his phone my brother and my dad they're glued to their phones Mm -hmm. you know E-reading probably would make sense for them. Mm-hmm. However, 
I'm not glued to my electronics. I like the feeling of having a physical object in my hand. I like to turn the page. I like, that's what I like. Mm -hmm. As a consumer, that's what I want. It's to turn the page. It's to turn the page. And if you go to my Instagram, it'll make sense now. Turn the page, dear. Turn the page, dear. Is my handle. It's cute. It is. She posts lots of pictures of Dottie. It's totally worth it. <laughs> but there, there's my other five-minute rant about how me and ebooks just don't, don't get, get along. along. <laughs> I still have my Nook. And my roommate had a Kindle. She loved it. Mm-hmm. She loved it. She'd play games on that. She'd, you know, make her notes on that sucker. She did everything on that Kindle oh much. I had my Nook, and my Nook was in black and white. It did not have a backlight on that sucker. Like, it was, nope. like, the first gen. Yep. And, you know, you can't really... You, you, it was really meant to do reading and reading only. You, yep. You, that was it. Um, I, I think, think that's what's so different about the Kindle from the Nook is that the Nook wasn't trying to be anything fancy. Mm-mm. It wasn't trying to be just a tablet that you could also read books on. Right. It was, hey, this is a way to do this. And then the Kindle was like, hey, but what if we put games on it too? Yeah. And you what if, check we, your what Facebook? if you could have your Facebook or message your friends or if you both have a Kindle, you can share items. And I'm like... You could do that with Barnes and Noble too. Couldn't can you with the you Nook? could now with the newer models. Yeah, but that first gen, no, no. I knew that there was for a while that you couldn't, but I thought they had fixed that because I mean they it would have been kind of so silly like, if they didn't. David has the Nook Color, and his allows you to share stuff. You can have multiple accounts on that one on that one device. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like, I have an account. He has an account. Through Barnes and Nobles. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we can log into our account and it'll pull up all of our stuff. That's actually really neat. Yeah, it is. And you can lock it. So if you have kids, you can lock, you know, have parental control and lock what you want and what you don't want. I'm, I'm not saying the devices aren't crappy or bad. It's just me as a consumer. It's just not there. You want something else. I want something else. I want audiobooks, people. <laughs> I was going to say, specifically, audiobooks. I specifically want audiobooks. Well, specifically what the actual meat and cheese of our episode is, <laughs> now that we've gotten through Ashley's wine, which was a spectacular wine, by Thank the way. Thank you. I've job. been holding that in for a few weeks now. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have uh, both at least watched the netflix show movie whatever you want to call it to all the boys i've loved before yeah um i watched it multiple times no you've read the book too right i read the book too no i have not done that but i've at least seen the show and ashley came up with a really really good idea actually i I can't take credit from this one david david is the creditor on this well david good job uh to write letters to all of the books that we've loved before um specifically maybe like a book an author a genre Well, we kicked it up a notch we basically took his idea and ran with it so we each wrote a letter to a book that we really liked we each wrote a letter to an author we generally like Mm -hmm. sometimes love love um and then we wrote a letter to a genre that we love so I, I have to give him props for that because, honestly, I found out that they're making book two into All the Boys I Loved Before, which is P.S. I Still Love You. 
Okay, I've by seen Jenny that. Han. Yeah, uh, they're making they're going into filming right now, and hopefully that'll be out mid summer. I'm hoping, um, but it was official. I think around Christmas time they came out with a teaser trailer. That's awesome. Uh, with her and the main squeeze, basically confirming that you know Netflix is gonna do it. Um, Good job, Netflix. From That's what I've choice. been told, cast is all on board. So we're not going to have any random, like, that wasn't the dad in yeah. the other one, which I hope he, I, I thought that was a good casting. Yes. Yeah. I think they casted the show very, very well. I mean, not to, you know, harp on you being the breadwinner and bringing home money, but who decides in college that they want to look at vaginas all day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving now. You have a good time. <laughs> god this is such a good like i love that line i think out of the whole thing like that was an ad-libbed line that's it not even it, it's that scene's in the book but it's something different in the book because they're yeah. talking about their periods oh and that's when he's like okay i'm gonna leave now yeah he he's while yes he is a gynecologist he's very much a dad exactly that doesn't want to talk about that with his daughters right if you guys haven't seen to all the boys i loved before just do yourselves a favor and get on netflix Give it a watch. It's completely worth it. If you don't have Netflix, y- you know that somebody that you know has a Netflix. <laughs> they're hack really their well. I was gonna say there are really nice people out there. I'm sure somebody's gonna give you the login to watch it. I bet it. by now it's even on YouTube. Probably, honestly. Yeah. Find it somewhere, yeah. either legally or illegally. I'm not saying which. <laughs> Find it somewhere and watch it, because uh, it's totally worth it. But Ashley, do you want to start us off? I do. With a letter. Now, which letter are you reading first? I'm going to do to a book. Okay. And uh, mine is Finding Felicity. So, here we go. Dear Finding Felicity, I want to say thank you. Being with you you reminded me of my college years. That having to meet new people, find a roommate, you made it so effortless. Oh, and when you realized that your bin was a total beep, I was there for you. (laughs) Because you had to, you, I'm sorry, I'm getting all choked up. Because you have to go through a few beeps to find good ones. (laughs) Sincerely, your big fan. I like that. Thank you. All right, let's hear yours. Uh, I wrote mine to The Tale of Three Brothers. Oh, okay. uh, specifically to Antioch, Cadmus, and Ignatius. Mm. Uh, dear Antioch, Cadmus, and Ignatius, each of you taught me a great lesson. Antioch, you taught me not to crave power above all else and not to be a cocky SOB. <laughs> the ambitious side of me always needed that. Cadmus, er, Cadmus, oh my god, I don't, can't Katniss? even say Cadmus, <laughs> right? Cadmus, you taught me that it truly does not do well to dwell on the past and forget to live. You taught me the importance of properly grieving and that no matter how much you miss someone, there has to be a time and a place for everything. And Ignatius, sweet, sweet Ignatius, (laughs) you taught me that death truly does come for all of us in the end, that we can't run from our destined paths and that when our time comes, we should greet it like an old friend. You taught me the importance of passing down knowledge and hope to our loved ones, but mostly I thank you for reminding me that it's okay to go through life not wanting to be the biggest or strongest or most powerful. It's okay to just exist in each moment. I owe all three of you a great deal of thanks for what you've taught me, and I will carry with me for the rest of my life, and carry that with me for the rest of my life, and that knowledge that I will be able to pass on to the next generation. Love, a Megan. 
<laughs> I like that one. That was sweet. Thank you. Thank you. It came from my heart. Oh, I can tell. Yeah. No, I like that one. That was good. If you guys don't know, I have the quote, death comes for us all in the end, tattooed on my arm. Mm. It's from the Tales of Beetle the Bard, the one that's actually, like, um, annotated by Albus Dumbledore. And that's one of the things that he says is the lesson that everyone should get from Ignatius. And is that death always comes. Yeah, that comes you should. It's going to come for everybody and you just need to be ready to greet it like an old friend. Words to live by. And not just something morbid. I got tattooed on my body. <laughs> Louise. No, I think that's it. You got to give props to J.K. Rowling and just being able to write a short story that has so much impact. Exactly. Like. Well, and then for her afterwards to come out with an entire book mm-hmm. of these supposed fairy tales yeah. that wizarding children come up with. Because I, I haven't just read that. I've read the whole book. My yeah. my favorite one isn't even The Tale of the Three Brothers. The Hopping Pot, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's The Hopping Pot. Uh, the Wizard and the Hoppy Pot. But, um, she's, oh, It's good. Yeah. It's good. She's good. Yeah. No. She's good in my book. Okay. I'm right there with you. Okay, so our next letter is to an author, um, that we, we, we like. Mm-hmm. So, I'm kind of going to throw a curveball, because I didn't write it to make Cabot, amazingly <gasps> enough. I know. I know. I, while I love Meg Cabot's work... I don't think I could put into words, honestly, my devotion to her. Yeah. Dear Meg Cabot, I am so devoted to you. I don't have a shrine to you in my closet that you know of. <laughs> no, no shrines. But, like, I don't know. Like, her work just, like, transcends a lot of everything that was, that's was that been going on in my life. So, to not, like, overly get morbidly sad... Yeah, I, I, I wrote, right. I'm, I'm writing to a different author. Okay. Okay. Dear Casey West, you had me at by your side. That simple story said everything. You understood what I needed. And you proved that again with the fill-in boyfriend. <laughs> Even though we only spent a short time together, I feel like nothing can stop us. Even when lucky in love and listen to your heart got in our way. I know we'll find each other again. Always and forever. (laughs) Yes. That was deep. I know, right? Okay, so you didn't like Phil and Boyfriend then? I did. Oh, when it said something like, when they got in our way. I didn't didn't know if you meant like... uh, Even when Lucky and Love and Listen to Your Heart. Lucky and Love. Yeah, those are one of her... her, That's two of her newer books that I just... Yeah, no. Couldn't catch on to. No, and, like, I... Uh, yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with Casey West. Like, she'll... she'll she's one of those people that you meet, and they, you, you think you're going to be one of those friends that you're going to just be in each other's lives constantly. hmm But then she leaves, and you're just like, oh, darn. Okay, um... That's cool. And a few years go by, and you eventually forget maybe what that person did or said to to make you guys part. And then they come back around, and then you pick up, like, before that happened, and you're, like, the best, you're you're great friends again. And then they just, yeah. Right downhill. Yeah. And then right back uphill. Yeah. 
It's like it just kind of come. They keep coming around. I like it. Yeah. All right. Let's hear yours. Okay. So unsurprisingly, I wrote mine to my favorite author, Darren Chan. Yay! Oh, God, I love you. <laughs> Dear Darren, the love I have for you and your books is indescribable. Your talent as an author has no equal. From Cirque du Freak to Thin Executioner, from the Demonata to Zombie, your books fill a part of me that I didn't even know I needed filled. Your books were there for me at a time where I felt like I had no one else, and they helped me escape to a dark and fantastical place that I couldn't have dreamt in my wildest dreams. Mm. My greatest wish is to finally collect all your books and make them the proudest displayed collection I have. Forever in your debt. Megan. I like that. Snaps to that. I like Thank that. Thank you. I'll give myself really good. Look at us. Like, <laughs> we're going in deep. Deep. I absolutely love Darren Chan, and I have a great deal of his books yeah they fill up a whole section of my bookshelf mm-hmm. um, but have you like honestly put them on display yet no they're i mean they're you're on my space for them yes they're on my display shelf um i don't have them displayed in the exact way that i want them displayed mm-hmm. like right now they're just kind of stacked okay and it's it's not that cool like my harry potter shelf is on display i've got my wand i've got my little snape pop figure i've uh-huh. got you know my snake but i don't have anything darren shan related it's just all of his books kind of stacked up so i want to make it mm. i want to make it pop right know? but i don't have all of his books whereas with all the harry potter books i have all of them including the illustrated editions so mm-hmm. It's easy for me to display my whole collection. Yeah. But I don't have a whole collection of Darren Chan books yet. Yeah. And it's impossible to because now he's re-releasing all of his Cirque du Freak books as mangas. Mm. And so it's like there's so much for me to catch up on. Those I might have to buy now. Yes. You really should. Uh, Oh, so worth it. I mean, at least I think they will be. I haven't read them yet. I think they would be too. I think the storyline is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I would be very interested to see what style they go with goes with um yeah i i'm excited about that oh yeah like his books in general are just amazing so i i had to write to him there's no way i couldn't have yeah i like it yeah all right finish this off all right so the final letter i wrote is to a genre I don't know if you did genre. Did you do genre? Technically, I did. Okay. You'll see what I did. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) So, I wrote to a genre. All right, you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Dear YA mystery thriller, while we don't get get to hang out as much as we would like to, it's me, not you. You sometimes scare me with your wild plot lines, and my husband hates it when I sleep with the light on. (laughs) But you're my special and always will be. So don't listen to what any of those other genres say. You know the truth. <laughs> yes. So I am the biggest scaredy cat, I think, in the history of scaredy cats. There might be somebody that's more of a scaredy cat than me. I freaked out when watching The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. And if you ever want to hear that story, you have to call my dad. <laughs> dad dad get on it um because yeah i walked out halfway through the don knotts movie going i can't do this i can't i can't do it how old were you i'm not gonna answer that question you need to answer that <laughs> question. Answer that question. <laughs> dad 
Dad, let us know. Tweet at us. Make sure you tag the I podcast. Was, I was in college. We'll just put that. Oh. Yeah. No. Wait, so you were really playing at the art craft or something? Yep, yep it was. <laughs> and my dad wanted to see it. And so he dragged me and Chandler to the art craft and was like, we're watching this. And halfway through the movie, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. I just can't do it. I'm, it's the I'm... ghost of Mr. Chicken. The ghost in Mr. Chicken, yes. <laughs> I told you, I suck at life. Okay, no. Nope. She's also the same person that got dragged to the house on the haunted hill by her roommate. And the only reason I made it through that movie is because I was making googly eyes at um the main actor the whole time. And I'm not. Oh God, you mean you don't want to make googly eyes at Don Knotts? No. Come on, it's Don Knotts. I know, but this one was different. <laughs> This one wasn't done. Yeah, no. And I'm now, oh my god, I'm trying to remember what his name is, and it's I. It's escaping me. He he also played um, Vincent Price. There it is. I was gonna say Mr. Van Gogh in the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, uh, but Vincent Price. And that's one of his movies. What? So do you like Jeffrey Rush then? No, Vincent. Price. Stephen Price. No. It's a black and white movie. Yeah, I know. A millionaire with theatrical tendencies, Stephen Price, played by Jeffrey Rush, invites a number of people to stay in a vastly creepy building. Is his name is building. Stephen Price? I always thought it was a... Stephen Price, played by Jeffrey Rush. No. Yes. No. Yes! <laughs> I'm now Googling people. You Google away. Because Jeffrey Rush looks like a crazy person now. No. Stephen Price. Yeah, I guess that's... Wow, I, I've i been calling him the wrong name yes. most of my life. It's okay. We've corrected it now. That's all that matters. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm just... No. Proud of you, though. That's not him, though. No, it's this guy right here. Who? Tay Diggs? I mean, he wasn't in the 1959 no. movie. He's just coming up for, I think, the remake. No, Vincent Price. This guy right here, Vincent Price. Also known as the guy Vincent Van Gogh in The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Huh. Yeah. But he wasn't in House on Haunted Hill, was he? Uh, yeah, House on Haunted Hill. It was the original movie. Black and white version. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah. I stand double corrected. I wonder if he's related to him then, since they share the same last name. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting, though. We'll never know now. Yeah, we'll never know. But my roommate dragged me to that, and the only reason I was able to get that through that movie is because I'm obsessed with <laughs> Vincent <laughs> Price. Price. Like horribly like i just loved his voice i will play thriller back to back to back just so i can hear his voice wait that's him and that's him okay and that's also why i said he's he is the magician that's in the crystal ball in the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo tv show okay yeah vincent van gogh now i have to give him a listen some more because i know he just has like a really really good sultry voice like if i think of like sexy 1950s men 
I think of him. Okay. So he also lent the voice. If you watch Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and Dracula at the end, he does a teaser for some of the other movies that um, Abbott and Costello make. Yeah. Which is, um, and he does the voice for the invisible man. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. But Vincent Price is really was known for a lot of like horror and gothic and stuff like that. So that's how I made it through that movie, really, honestly, because they're, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's intense for for uh, old Hollywood. It was intense. This this old soul can't handle it, but I honestly do. Like that's like my hidden thing with way with the YA genres. I actually really like thriller mystery YA genre however it scares the bejesus out of me and but you're still gonna read it but I'm still gonna read it and I I needed it to know that it was mine it was my special (laughs) and it didn't need to listen to all the other hate that all the other genres that are on my shelf give it you still love it. I still love it. It's your bae. It's my bae. Even though my husband hates when I read them because I, just, I leave all the lights on in the house because I'm so <laughs> freaked out. But, yeah. Okay. You ready? Final letter. I'm ready. Uh, so mine was technically to a genre. Yeah. That genre being elit or oh. Oh, erotic literature. Oh, Lord. You've read a lot of that. I oh, have. I Specifically bad erotic literature <laughs> do you know where i'm going with this oh, yet no a yeti in the mist a yeti in the mist so it says dear francesca rose who's the author of a yeti in the mist a yeti in the mist is the single most important literary piece to ever grace the screens of my kindle <laughs> Catherine and yolan's romance is spectacular and moving it is sad that reginald can't give his wife children and that her brother's a literal monster but when Catherine finds love in the arms of her naked capoeira-doing Yeti savior, that's the real story. <laughs> Thank you for taking this bestiality-slash-furry love and making it so enjoyable. I never knew I needed it in my life, but oh I definitely god. did. My never-ending gratitude. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> I can't. I I can't. Like, ah. Uh... <laughs> Wow. I okay. Well, wow. I love it. It's it's the most beautiful piece. Now, are you talking about Yeti in the Mist or are you talking about erotica? Well, in general, I feel like a lot of erotica out there is just as ridiculous. Mm. But I specifically chose bad elit. <laughs> so I had, I mean, not that a Yeti in the Mist is bad elit. I would never say something. Mm about about that but of course you wouldn't there's a certain part of me mm-hmm. that i would rather read really bad elit and just absolutely laugh my butt off mm-hmm. than sit there and read good elit and yeah. be, you'd be like oh i'm feeling things like mm-hmm. i would rather laugh at bad elit than read good elit it's mm-hmm. like if i had to rank a yeti in the mist versus i don't know like 50 shades a yeti in the mist gets it every time I don't get how, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. I give. <laughs> I give. I will it's yield. Been a while. I it's will been a yield. while since I mentioned it. True. It has been. That's why I'm yielding. <laughs> 
So I, I mean, these are three letters that we wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, uh, if you want to write your own letters and send them to us, please, please do. do so. Um, so we don't feel like horrible nerds. <laughs> Actually, if you guys write your own letters and you just want to upload them, you know, like send them to us. You can email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com and we'll put it up on our Instagram if you want to take a picture of your letter. Mm-hmm. Um, or just tag us on Instagram at wineanddinepod. Mm-hmm. Um, or tweet at us. Once again, tag us at wineanddinepod. It's real easy to remember. <laughs> Wine and dine pod. It's the same thing. Across- Not like a Tide pod. Yeah. <laughs> No, I saw something like a few days ago where somebody did something with Tide Pods again. And I was oh just like, you know God. what? I'm done. <laughs> Don't you know what? I'm not even going to tell you not to eat a Tide Pod now. If if you are old enough to be listening to this podcast and you are thinking about eating a Tide Pod, go for it. It's the survival of the fittest at this point, guys. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, follow us at all those things. Tag us if you have pictures. I think that there's going to be a lot more nerds out there than you think. I hope so. <laughs> Want to be nerdy with us. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, that about wraps up this episode of Wine and Dine, though. I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Bye. <laughs>It's your turn to close. You always make me either open or close. That's so, true. Sometimes you, I make you do both. And sometimes you make me do both. Yeah, but I do that because you're better at this than I am. And okay. I'm just sitting here with nothing. Closer. There is no closer. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs>